This is the Closet Geek, episode 136 for February 16th, 2017. Closet Geek, coming to Lego, Star Wars, Star Trek, and Closet Geek. We are not nerds, we have some social skills to call our own. Closet Geek! Hey guys, and welcome to the Closet Geek, where geeks come out, the podcast where four brothers have united their powers to become the four horsemen of geek to bring you the latest in geeky news. I'm your host, Barry Ricks, and with me tonight, I have my brothers, Ryan and Michael. Hello, hello. Hey everybody! No John, no, no John tonight. He is working like a responsible adult. Good news, everybody! <laughs> so, what's up, guys? How's it going? Oh man, yeah, things are things are yeah things things are, things are yeah <laughs> I, yeah. I'm I'm like living day to day, half awake. So what? Yeah, what's that? You just not getting enough sleep, or? Yeah, I'm just not getting enough sleep. Oh. I have a baby who doesn't like to sleep when I sleep. So you remember, you remember once upon a time when Kathy was pregnant, and and we were all like, "Oh, you're in for a rude awakening." And Mike's like, "Yeah, no, I I I got it." <laughs> yeah, I got it. This was expected. Uh, uh, doesn't mean uh, I can't say that I'm not tired. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying you don't got it, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, it. The tiredness is never fun. I mean, I'm still tired. <laughs> yeah, I, I read. I read. I read an article that says by you know by the time the parents like raise a kid to like age five or six, they've already lost like four hundred thousand hours of I, sleep during I a child. It. I believe child. it. <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, because lately I've only been getting like two hours of sleep every night. Oh, that's rough, dude. It's at least maybe, maybe three. Oh, yeah, well, it's rough. Let us talk of more joyous things and go oh, into yeah, the sorry. the fir- first bring, bring down the <laughs> bringing yeah. down hey, the closet. Geek I don't want to listen to this episode with Skip. your baby news. But yeah. uh, let's go to the yeah, first segment news. of the show. This this week this weekend this weekend. Geek! This is This Week in Geek, where we talk about things we did geeky over the last couple weeks, things we love, and things we could recommend for you guys to check out. So, gentlemen, have you done anything geeky? I got my tech geek on. Ooh. I've done something, some geeky, too. Yeah, I, uh, good. So we have some new stuff to talk about. So, Mike, tell us about this uh, tech geekiness you got going on. Yeah, so uh, I purchased a new monitor for my computer right so, I, I didn't see the new monitor i just saw a picture of your old monitor saying this needs to go to a new this? home yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah my my old 22 inch that was my secondary uh i have the uh my original 27 inch screen that i have is the samsung uh s27 uh d360 and it's a really nice monitor. It's been fantastic, and it's to my left right now and does wonderful. But the I purchased the new uh, Samsung S27 E370, which is basically the next-gen oh. model. Um, it's, it's a UHD monitor, um, and 
I can charge my phone on it. It has a cordless charging device on the monitor uh, stand. So I just put my just phone put on your the phone stand right in front of you. My my Samsung S7 Edge charges wirelessly on a little pad on the front of on the front of my monitor's stand. It's super huh. cool. That's awesome. Um, what's nice is the monitor is uh, DisplayPort, and the contrast ratios are so dark. It's it. I swear the monitor just turns off pixels to be as black as possible. <laughs> but it, it it's a little disconcerting because I did choose to do with like uh, go with a full dynamic range for colors, and so I do the full zero to two fifty range where most televisions or TV monitors run from about 14 to, you know, mid 220s. And so it's really interesting to get the extreme high ranges left and right. So, uh, but very cool. So that was one thing that I got tech geeky. Cool. But then I was like, hey, I need new home theater setup. So <laughs> who doesn't? So who doesn't? Right? So, uh, I currently run a, a slightly older model, but still a really good model of a receiver. I use I have a Pioneer uh, VSX twenty uh, 1020K, and it's an amazing receiver. Does 7.1 uh, surround sound, 3D ready, pass through HDMI, etc., etc. It's really cool, um, but. Uh, Hold on. Hold I'm on. getting tapped on the shoulder. Tapped on the shoulder. Pause break of Mike while he gets dinner yeah, for his so, child. Yeah. Mixed. Apparently, apparently the, yeah. I'll get back to my That's okay. Theater. You know what? Ryan and I can talk. <laughs> Ryan and I can talk Overwatch while you're getting dinner. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> so, speaking of Overwatch, so, you know, yes. Ryan and I have been, you know, getting into the Overwatch and playing it and having fun. We play quite frequent, frequently with each other. But uh-huh. what I want Ryan to talk about was his <laughs> his goal to not get a high rank, but a goal to get rank number one. Not one as good, but one as bad. <laughs> the very worst player on the system. <laughs> That's right. So so tell us tell us about your adventure to being the worst. Well, uh, as I have talked before, I started playing Overwatch competitive. And I didn't really understand how the system worked. Right. And so I ended up getting uh, a losing streaks, which really, really hurt my rating. So I was down like 400, 500 points. Because those of you that don't know that, like, if you can, if you just consecutively keep losing games, that they take even more experience away. They punish harder. They punish you for losing, basically. Whereas if you were had a winning streak you get extra skill ranking points and stuff like that yeah it's the systems i didn't understand how it worked and so i was just continually just destroying my rating and so um had had like a week and a half left before the end of the season and so i i had run into an article about this guy (laughs) who um, she took a journey to see how low he could get. How low can system. you go? 
And it was kind of funny. And he focused mainly on the Hanzo, which is an archer character, which is a a, a character that is often he's a high um, he's this high skill ranking character. And so and and what I mean by that is those those that have many hours on Hanzo are are pretty good with him, but people that just pick him up to try to play with him aren't that good with him. And so there's a lot of hate that goes behind people that pick Hanzo because everyone's like, oh, someone picked Hanzo, well, we're going to lose yeah, now. Yeah, the, the vast majority of people who who choose that character don't have a lot of time on that character. And so right. it hurts the team to have somebody who is basically floundering. Um, not, not yeah, pulling their own weight, so to speak. It, it, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so I could... I realized that there was no chance that I could get back to my rating what I started at in a week. Um, the system's just too, it just punishes losing too much. Yeah, well, and it, and it's built in the way that, you know, a good, a good win ratio is, win lose ratio is, it's, they want you to around the 50 50 mark. And yeah. so you're, you really are losing, you know, 50% of your matches, you know, maybe you could boost that up to like 60 or 70 where you're winning that much, but, uh, but you're going to stay in the fifties. Yeah, it's, it's not very common to get past 50. Something. Right. Um, although, although speaking of that, like I, wa I, uh, I checked out the ranked number one guy <laughs> Oh yeah. and he has like a hundred and like something wins in the competitive season and like three losses. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm it's like, silly. How does that work? Like, how does he just keep winning? It's weird. It's, yeah, they they have multiple accounts and they practice on their other accounts, and yeah, then when they want to play competitively, they switch to a different account so so that their losses don't count against right. them so much. Right. Anyway, so I thought that article was amusing. It was kind of funny, and I thought, you know, I've got a week left. I Let's could do that. Just see if I can do that. <laughs> and so I started my journey of losing intentionally. Right. Um, to see if I, how low I could actually get in the ranking system. But, but it's not like you wouldn't do anything. It was like you were more a saboteur rather than you were just standing around doing nothing. Right. Because you can get banned. Well, you can get banned for, well, you get kicked out of the game for doing nothing. Right. And then you can get banned by Blizzard for intentionally, um, sabotaging other players game experience right and so you have to be very careful a lot of people aren't weren't as nearly as careful as i was i was very conservative in my losing because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to get banned and, and right because i knew that next season um barry and i were gonna try and rank up together right so i didn't want to get banned from competitive <laughs> please don't <laughs> and so I started my journey and I actually started with Hanzo and I started out losing. I was around 1500 and I started like immediately. I might like within two nights, I was down to a thousand. Yeah. It was just like, blah, 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 blah. and all playing Hanzo. And so at that point I'm at a thousand, the system ranks from zero or from one to 5,000. Okay. So the majority of people, are in the the gold the gold 20, range like 20, the two thousand to twenty five hundred yeah 
yeah, to to about 1500. Yeah. Those those are that that 1000 point range is where the bell curve is. That's the the majority of people are in that range. Um so I had dropped down to 1000. So I already I was below average right in that in that spot and um i was playing hanzo who was an archer and um you know i kept playing him and playing him and i started getting better with him him. (laughs) i was like i can't uh, you know it's it's hard to play him without actually wanting to play well right you know i can because it's so it's so gratifying with hanzo to get those like those headshots and you know, you, oh, yeah. because if you get a headshot, it's just one hit, boom, they're dead. Whereas other people, you know, takes like a couple headshots to take someone out. But with Hanzo, just one, one arrow will do it. Uh huh. And so I had to figure out how to, uh, um, switch it up. Right. So, and I didn't want to intentionally grief my team. Um, excuse me, I had to burp. <laughs> <laughs> And so I had to uh, figure out how to play strategically, but still play to lose intentionally. And so I got down into the 700s and, and, you know, these people, they're they're still struggling. They've got some, you know, glimmer of hope. You know, they've got a little bit of skill that they could probably get, you know, to the 1500 range, double their score. They could probably double their score if they tried really hard. But... That's not saying much because I started at 600 point or 500 points above what their maximum is. Right. And so I'm starting to see patterns of really bad players. Like, um, and, you, and it's just like, how can you guys be this bad? Yeah. <laughs> no offense I, to those people that are at that rank. I'm just, it's just kind of interesting to see people. It's just like, guys, turn. Turn your body when you're shooting. Move while you're shooting. <laughs> yeah, and and I come from I don't come from a background of first person shooters. Um, I played Call of Duty the first one, and that was like 17 years ago or something <laughs> right. when that came out. Okay, and, and Halo, <laughs> and Halo, right? But that was console, and I'm playing on PC, so it's a little bit different. And so, so it's not like I'm a an expert first uh, person shooter game player whatever right and so i started getting down to the 500s and the 500s it was just blows my mind i really had to try hard to lose you know i had to try as hard to lose as i was trying as hard to win at the upper echelons and uh uh the people were still completely oblivious to their own lack of skill (laughs) (laughs) they would they would get mad yeah, mad, and they would throw out insults and just like, like potty mouth the whole forum, and it was just very toxic environment. And so, I, so I the lower doing... ranks you go, the more toxic it is. <laughs> well, you get to the point. The five hundred, five hundred is the point where there's still some toxic players, and then you start dropping off to the three hundreds to the two hundreds, and these people are just like. I I don't understand what they're doing because they're <laughs> they're not trying to lose rank because you can you can view their profile and see where they started and where they are now and how long they've been playing and how many games they've won and lost and you can tell by those numbers the statistics show that they're they're not really trying to do anything they're not trying to do what you're trying to do 
they're not trying to win. They're not trying to lose. They're just sitting around loitering <laughs> in the game. And it's so bizarre. And I started getting lower and lower and I got to 200 points and I was like, uh, I, it's got so hard to lose at 200 that I had to switch to a character that it was very easy to, um, sabotage people while still looking like you're trying to play right so the characters may and she see and she and, can put up <laughs> and the thing with may like if you're good with may she is my like i hate her more than probably any uh any other person if someone's good with her it's just like you can't do anything like she'll fr just freeze you and then headshot you and you're like i'm done she, yeah she will basically shut you down yeah. completely and uh, but she also has this ability where she can put up an ice wall to block passages. Well, a good player will block enemies from killing you. A bad player will prevent your team through going through a choke point, right? Or or like prevent them from doing their ultimate on yes, the other say, team. <laughs> say basically, there's a long hallway, and this you just decide to put an ice wall up, and it and there's a time limit. So basically, your whole team stuck behind this ice wall, and the time runs out, and they lose the game. So that's basically what I had to do. But I had to make it look like it was an accident. You know, like I was uh, not doing it on purpose. And it got really, really difficult. And so I, I actually couldn't win without um, quitting games. Oh, okay. So so you you can you quit games, but if you quit a game in competition... Um, you it get will, penalized for it. It'll penalize you in, in, in ranking, which is good, which I wanted. But it'll also penalize you so that you can't continue playing for a set amount of time. Right. It goes from like 10 minutes to 20 minutes to, to 40, uh, 30 minutes and then, an, uh, and then an hour. And then if you hit that hour mark, you are banned from the rest of the season. So I had got to the 30-minute ban and I was like, oh... One more ban and I'm out. And so I couldn't uh, quit games and lose rank anymore. So I was I would get on and I would like hope and and pray for somebody else <laughs> to leave. Right. So when somebody else leaves, you you, you can wait you can wait you can wait like minutes. a minute and a half or something like that, and it, then you can leave. It's, it's two minutes. If you leave two minutes within two minutes of them leaving, you are you you get a ban. But if you leave after that two-minute time, you're just charged with a point loss. Right. And so every time somebody would leave on my team, it'll be like, "Yes, <laughs> glorious <laughs> day!" <laughs> so then I then I have to just have to wait two minutes, and I could quit and I derink. And oh man! And I finally at nine thirteen was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. I think nine thirteen yesterday. I finally hit. Rank one, the yeah! lowest possible rank you can get. That's amazing. And in my entire uh, my t entire journey, I would I would view all the players' profiles, my own team and their team. So twelve people each time I played, and I would see who has the lowest rank. And there was only two people I met who had a rank one. Yeah. And so I was the third. <laughs> Good job, man. Woo! That's it. That is my journey, my descent into madness and a losing. <laughs> Who knew right. losing could be so hard? You know, right? If you just if you just stand there, 
But the thing is, you can't just stand there because then you get get permanently banned. Yeah, because if you just stand there, then they're like, oh, they're not really playing. Let's kick them off. Right. Or or something like that. It'll remove you from, uh, for due to inactivity. Yeah. And, and also, you, other players can report you. Right. For being, uh, Deliberately losing. Deliberately losing, yeah. Or, so, like, or like feeding the other team or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I ran into some weird experiences, like just weird, like weird players, players who were like, um, 3,500 level and they would drop to 500 on purpose. And then they would find people that they thought had, had, had a chance, potential. had potential. To- potential and what they would do is they say hey go to my website pay me and i will boost you to 3500 what wow really it's like it's like power leveling basically you're paying to have a some have a mentor power level you that's interesting yeah and so you know i i I haven't i haven't heard of people doing that but it makes sense oh yeah yeah I, i got this the spam, the website spam, a lot. Oh, I bet. Be like tired of being a loser. Be with well, me. They, <laughs> you know, they they would actually. They were pretty social. You know, they would they would they don't want to just send out their website to anybody. They want right. to send out to people who potentially, you know, are struggling, and they can see that they're struggling, and they see that they have the potential to get there, and then maybe they'll want to want it enough to pay them money to get that. Right. And it was just, it was just bizarre. Just bizarre. <laughs> it was well, so weird. I have so many different stories, but I've had, I've talked enough about it. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There's our Overwatch talk for the night. Uh, um, and of course, you know, I am just enjoying, enjoying playing and stuff like that. But the season ends next week. Uh, then there will be a, a small break and then we'll go into season four. Yeah. So awesome. Mike. Season four is our season, man. Barry. It's our season. I'm going to yes. make it to Diamond. I want to get Diamond. That's, That's my goal. goal. So, Mike, you were telling us about your surround yeah. sound system. Tell yeah. us. Yeah, so thank you for everybody for their patience. I had a, a two. I had a son to feed. Go figure. <laughs> what? All right. I know. Jeez. No, I just teased you. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had this. I have a, a receiver, uh, as I was saying, the, the Pioneer uh, SVX. Uh, 1020k and it's a really good receiver has you know five hdmi ports they're 1.4a you know everything you need um you know it but what's weird is uh i'll get to that that's a gripe for another day but anyway (laughs) so uh i had inherited i'll say uh speakers from my father uh, that were these 1977 yeah, Kenwood speakers, yeah. 777 model speakers. Not bad speakers, but they're just not good anymore. <laughs> so they're like very medium speakers. The crossovers were dying. Um, you know, the, a couple of the speakers had like broken dust caps, and you know, so I was like, you know what? It's just time to get new speakers. Right. So, I I had I already, uh, you know, I enjoy Pioneer as a brand when it comes to audio, mm-hmm. and so I had the receiver, and I had a an eight inch or have an eight inch 
subwoofer already. And so I decided to get the, uh, not the elite, but the highest level of the traditional Pioneer speakers. And so I have, uh, a, you know, I got the giant center speaker um, and two floor standing speakers and two bookshelf speakers. Oh my gosh, night and day. <laughs> I did, you, you don't realize, you don't realize how poor old speakers sound comparatively to the newer driver technology yeah. and cone technology um, for sound, you know, just quality. That and it's probably nice to have crossovers that work. <laughs> um, but I also made sure to upgrade, um, well, not necessarily upgrade, but just get a uh, nicer speaker wire. Because I was running, uh, I believe I was, I was running uh, 16, 16 gauge um, wire, which was, it, you know, not bad. I mean, 99% of the world can run 16 gauge yeah. for, you know, dozens of feet, and it's not going to be an issue ever. Um, but I was thinking, you know, I want to be able to push these speakers with less than 1% loss you know i prefer you know less than a you know half decibel loss that would be awesome so i decided to go with a, a 12 uh gauge uh speaker wire and yeah it's, <laughs> it you know all the you know it, it's it's nice it's so, glorious uh, yeah i you know, I don't. I don't want to go too audiophile. Oh, awesome. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, in the conversation, but it's really nice to have a full audio system. Um, but I hate the PS4 for having its audio issues um, when you go HDMI out, linear PCM. There are a handful of receivers out there in the world that work amazingly well with the PS4 and how it likes to try and send a signal and format signal. However, everyone else has this weird glitch until, you know, that the PS3 never had, uh, that until the PS4 is patched for, you know, it's probably going to be a, a firmware patch uh, to update the audio processing. But the center speaker will will disappear, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> you know, you'll you'll get it you'll get it when you like go to Netflix and watch five point one, you know, Dolby audio yeah. uh, stuff and video games that push through a specific audio will have that specific audio format. However, say I wanted to watch, you know, a Hulu program, you know. I can't get a, an, a center channel audio signal unless I change to Bitstream Dolby or Bitstream DTS format, which is just, you know, it, it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, so those who are out there in the home audio world and have a PS4 know exactly what I'm talking about. And for those of you who have heard of it but don't deal with it, gosh, you guys are lucky. <laughs> Um, but finally, I got, I tech-wise, I got a new modem. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it sounds kind of funny, but the modem I had was a, a Netgear uh, CMD310, and mm -hmm. it's it's a fine modem. It's great for what, honestly, most people probably need. It's 
uh, four downstream, four upstream, uh, you know, lanes. It can easily take care of, you know, maybe 150 megabits per second. It's great. However, I just recently upgraded to 200 megabit service. And so I was like, oh, well, I need a new Something modem. Something a little bit more thought, meat to it. Hmm. Not, not only do I need a new modem, but then I also have to consider the fact that half of my house is connective some way now. And I was like, I looked at my Netgear network because I have a, an AC750 uh, router. That's I like it. But I was like, I have, when everything's on, I have 12 devices. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to need something that can handle it. What if everything wants to work at the same time? I don't want any lag. And so I made sure to get the uh, the new CM500 Netgear modem. So I have plenty of downstreams and upstreams to deal uh, with all the, you know, push through. So I have 200 down, 10 up service through Xfinity. And I didn't even have to pay any extra per month for it. And they even threw in some local HD cable box channels for me. Uh, so it's like the first time I've had cable service for television in like a decade. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I got my I got my geek on when it comes to tech this week and it felt good. And uh, thanks for allowing me to throw some statistics and numbers down. And for those who are interested, throw a throw a message to us and I will geek out with you audio file wise. There you go. Michael has reached audio nirvana. Yeah, well, for what I can, for what I can uh, afford budget-wise. There you go. Transcendence. Sweet. Yeah. But, well, uh, uh, Ryan, did uh, did you do anything else besides Overwatch? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. You know, uh, just focused on that. SLC Anime Met uh, this last month. We reviewed. Uh, uh, Emo Taru, and we reviewed Nausicaa. Oh, okay. Valley of the Wind. Uh, Nausicaa, I think, ended up getting like a 9.5 overall rating. Wow. Everybody everybody loved it. It, it got a lot of 10s. It is a uh, good as, movie. You know, uh, you know, we all agreed it was a little slow uh, for for the most part, which it's, it's true. It is, it's not a fast-moving show, but between... The sound, you know, the the sound, the music, the animation, the story, it all just came together as, you know, one of it was the first Miyazaki film. So before it was even Studio Ghibli. So very cool. 1986. If you haven't watched it. Who are you? That's right. Shame <laughs> on you. No, it's 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 like if you if you love anime and you haven't watched the majority of the Ghibli films, it's kind of like talking to somebody who's who loves sci-fi, yet has not watched any Star Wars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got a ten, uh, nine point five overall. And then uh, the Imotaro, which is a comedy about a girl who is the like epitome of perfect during the day, perfect student. You know, beautiful, everybody wants to be her, and everybody wants to be her friend. But when she goes home, she puts on a, a, a hoodie, you know, kind of like a hoodie blanket that looks like a, a hamster. And she becomes this gamer geek 
hardcore girl who eats, you know, chips and soda and is like your classic, uh, you know, just gamer person. Recluse gamer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The recluse gamer. Right. Exactly. And, and, but when she does that, she, uh, in, yeah, she becomes chibi, which is basically, she becomes like a, a small childlike version of herself. And so it's funny. It is, she would, she would transform between her, you know, 17 year old high school senior self and this chibi, uh, depending on the scenario. It's just a, it was just a fun comedy. I think it got a, uh, seven overall, seven or seven, five overall. People seem to enjoy it. Cool. Speaking of chibis, I am, I made myself and my wife into chibis this week. Oh yeah. What? Well, because because my wife is really into uh, Korean dramas, and oh, so yeah, that's right. um, <laughs> and so for so for Valentine's Day, I made her and I into a chibi, chibi, and uh, and a, a something that on Korean dra- dramas they say all the time is is they 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 are, they go fighting, fighting, and it's kind of like it's like they're cheering or something like that. But, uh, and so I put that on a thing and, and, and you, there's a, you know, there's like a bunch of different websites you can go to and it's like, make me make my own chibi and you can customize it and, you know, try to make it look like you're you as much as possible. And so I, I did st- stuff with chibis this week. <laughs> so did you guys have a geek related, uh, Valentine's? With your significant others, uh, or if you consider if you consider sitting together, eating a tube of cookie dough, and binge watching Netflix, geeky. <laughs> wow, that's, that's yeah, that's pretty geeky. yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's I, that I'm was our Valentine's. Actually, <laughs> you know, I, I woke up and there was a card on my dresser, my chest of drawers. Uh-huh. And I felt so bad; I had totally forgotten it was Valentine's. But but we're not really a couple that celebrates it. Yeah. Kathy was like, "Oh well, I was at the store last night, so I grabbed it." And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." Yeah, we don't really so celebrate. Like, we celebrate I, I, it more as a as a family. Like we go out and have a family dinner, and uh-huh. our our tradition is to go eat at IHOP and have pancakes and stuff for our our. So we have Brinner for Valentine's Day with the kids, and they love that. So <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, we we we. I let's see here. Well, it was Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, Tuesday I finished setting up uh, my audio home theater. So right. That by, was by the end of the night. Kathy was happy to watch her shows again. There you go. <laughs> I went. I went like two days without sound because I had to rewire the entire. I I packed up all my VHS anime wow. and my VCR finally. Wow. It's now in a storage box in the garage. <laughs> Tear. <laughs> Tear. So, uh, but uh yeah, I've I've done a few I've done a couple of geeky things. Uh of course Overwatch is uh, always on the 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 list, but uh I finished book 14 of the wow. Dres- Dresden Files this week and I can't uh, believe he's written so many books. Well, he, there's 15 out right now, and he's currently writing book 16. He plans on going to 20. So, uh, and I think this is the longest series I've ever read. Uh, and you know, for, read book 14 this week, and it was really, really good. If you if you ha- haven't read the Dresden Files, it's uh, you know, 
ur- urban fantasy type stuff and the probably the some of the best uh Jim Butcher is my second favorite author. Uh he's that good. So Brandon Sanderson. Brandon being Sanderson first. being first. <laughs> so um but I've been of course I've been doing a lot of board game stuff. Uh with Sweet Kicks with Bricks. Uh you know, I had two episodes this week, one yesterday, one today. Uh had some great interviews. Uh played a new game this week that uh, I Crystal and I will be doing the review of that. Uh probably post it later this uh weekend or the beginning mm-hmm. of next week. And but speaking of board games, uh April 29th is International Tabletop Day. Now, this this is something that's been going on for a few years now. It kind of got really started up because of the Geek and Sundry people, um especially with Will Wheaton be, uh behind it. Now Will it's Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Uh so it's been going on for a while. So there's not a lot of, there's really not anything in our town that caters to people like us. And so my wife and I were like, we want to create an event for board game geeks and to, you know, do it on International T- Tabletop Day. So we are going to have, um, uh, we're calling it the Hobbs because we're from Hobbs, New Mexico. So Hobbs Hobbies Con. And we, uh, we already have our venue space, uh, reserved. And I've already had, uh, over a dozen different donations of board games from my contacts, uh, to be raffled away for prizes. And so we're going to have a big, as big as we can get it. And, you know, essentially, uh, event in April, uh, Hobbs Hobbies Con, uh, presented by Sweet Kicks with Bricks. On International Tabletop Day, um, and so yeah, sweet kicks with bricks and Closet Geek Studios. That's Closet Geek Woo! Studios. That's right. And so it's a uh, it's good, you know. And you know, I'm not doing it by myself. Uh, Crystal's playing a, a really big part in it, and uh, I designed a logo today that I still need to tweak, tweak up and stuff like that. And uh, but I also asked a couple other people to design logos so I can have you know options to pick from. But it's a uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. Uh, we hope that uh, it will have such a good turnout. And 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 when when I say such a good turnout, we can fit in our small venue space that we have, which is free, which is at the it's the community room at the our local library with tables and chairs. You can fit a hundred and nine people in there. So you know we if we can get a hundred and nine people. To come throughout the day, that would be amazing to just fill it up. I think I would consider that a success, but I'm hoping that maybe we'll get more as people trink, trinkle in, in and out throughout the day. Uh, you know, trink, trinkle, trinkle, is that trinkle, trinkle, not tinkle, trinkle out, uh, or, or, or trickle, or know, trickle, in, you know, that too. <laughs> so people are going to trinkle in, uh, <laughs> And yeah, so I I will continue to update you guys on that and report on that. And of course, that's going to be in a couple months. And so that's pretty epic. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out. And if it if it's successful this year, and if people really dig it, then we'll we'll plan to do it next year in in correlation with International Tabletop Day again. And th- and then this time we'll have a full year to plan it rather than two months. Um, and then, then maybe we can get sponsors and, you know, 
get it into a bigger venue space, uh, maybe get some, you know, money from sponsors and our other, uh, nonprofit organizations so we can rent a, like rent a big place because we're doing it at the library because it's free. And so, ka-ching. Uh, but yeah, so that's fun. We'll report on that. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, some mobile gaming, uh, but, uh, primarily Pokemon Go, but we'll talk about that in a second because uh, they had some uh, big news update on that. So, that's it. That's it for this week in Geek. Uh, lots of things for you guys to consider, for you to check out, uh, and definitely, yeah, I'm done with that. All right, let's go to the <laughs> next segment of the show. The Weekly Geek. This is the Weekly Geek, where we talk about geeky news that happened over the last couple weeks. Uh, our, our geeky news hound, otherwise known as John, uh, he, he's not with us. <laughs> and so I, I had to hurry and quickly put some show notes together because uh, he usually does that. And, and I don't think John understands how much I truly appreciate that he does that for the Closet Geek because... He's so much better at it than I am in, in, in researching and getting those show notes. So, John, thank you so much for uh, being being our, our news guy. But th- there are some things that happened that we can talk about. Uh, one of the first things uh, is there was a behind-the-scenes tre- teaser of Avengers Affinity, Infinity War. Did you guys have a chance to look at that? Uh, no. Oh, I didn't shame go, on I didn't, both of I you. Was more, I was more interested in the Ghost in the Shell trailer. Right. Well, we'll talk about that next. But uh, so the Avengers Infinity War, it, you know, it, was behind, it didn't really show you any uh, footage from the movie. It was like uh, Kevin Feige was talking about, you know, this is the culmination of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everyone's going to be in this movie talked about how this this is the movie where the Avengers meet the Guardians of the Galaxy and you know and Spider-Man's in there and and a little bit all this stuff and it's just going to be this huge epic thing but they they have also talked about how the Avengers aren't necessarily the main focus of the movie uh they're talking about how Thanos the villain is actually going mm-hmm. to be kind of the main character of the movie they're going to focus more on him and his story and, and why he's doing what he's doing. And, you know, why are you such a bad guy? Right. And so <laughs> I, I think that'll be interesting to see how they, they portray that. Of course, you know, they, they, they say they're going to focus on him, but I mean, you can only focus on him so much without, you know, involving everyone else. But it will also be really interesting how they just pull off, like having everybody there. Like, all the heroes like who like who's gonna outshine who you know how how many minutes is so-and-so gonna be in there and all that stuff it so it'll be interesting so yeah avengers infinity war so much to think about so when we get when we're done recording guys you should go watch it just so you can say you watched it um Uh, yeah, because I haven't, I haven't seen the. I didn't know there was a sneak peek trailer. Yeah, there's not a trailer out, but uh, for Thor Ragnarok, 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 but uh, <laughs> they they have been t- kind of showing like tidbits and hinting at things. They kind of showed an image uh, 
of Thor fighting the Hulk. Uh, mm-hmm. and, it, and there's always, there's been rumors and talking about how planet Hulk, that kind of storyline is going to be interwoven into Thor Ragnarok and, uh, Hulk is going to be a, you know, play a part in the movie and, and that'll be interesting because I haven't read the, the Hulk, uh, planet Hulk comics, but I watched the planet Hulk animated movie and that was pretty sure. cool. That was yeah. pretty cool. And yeah, so I, I cool. have a concept. They switched of what out it is. for the animated movie. They switched out. Uh, in the comic books, it was Silver Surfer, but in the um, cartoon, it was Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. Okay, so, so it was the Silver Surfer. Interesting. In the in the comics. Yeah. So so yeah so I mean that will be interesting. I really I really enjoyed the, the Thor movies. I mean I really liked the first one. The second one was kind of. It was. It was wasn't the be- best one, but it was still enjoyable. But I like Thor, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, Mike, why don't you tell us uh, your thoughts and opinions of the Ghost in the Shell trailer? Oh, oh, okay. Throw one at me, I'll take it. <laughs> well, uh, there's some interesting artistic choices that I'm I'm curious on and i'm i'm wondering to see how the film um either will portray it or choose to adjust because i once again these are trailers and trailers are to gather your interest and then the film is to actually do the story so what you see is sometimes clips from the movie sometimes it has nothing to do with the movie we learned that through star trek over and over and over again right <laughs> so uh it's it's very interesting and the reason i i kind of premise with that is uh in the manga you know major kusanagi is anatomically correct in the original anime film she was she was anatomically correct in the 2.0 or remake they kind of glossed over and made her more android than human in in appearance um and of course i'm i'm uh speaking on the fact that there's in the original and uh you know both the manga and the original uh film kusanagi did not necessarily need to be uh naked to use the optical camouflage right you know, uh and they kind of redid that in the the new movie, but did away with it with the television series. Right. Because the television series was more based off of the manga uh, and, you know, which is it's it's a police drama, essentially, mm-hmm. um, you know, with with mystery and intrigue. And. I'm really curious because. In all of the shots, there's the four different versions of her body depending on what trailer or shot that is viewed and or was released so i'm like there's no consistency (laughs) killing me you know it's like it's like perfectly humanoid classic you know skin tone and everything from like the neck up and then from the neck down it looks like she's a barbie doll but then her hands are okay so i'm thinking is it a 
maybe it's a suit that she's wearing. Yeah, it's got to be because in some of the other scenes yeah. where you see her arms and stuff, she they look normal. Right, exactly. So I'm thinking it's got to be an like an optical camouflage like body suit, suit. Yeah. that is basically just skin tight. Um, which if if they go in that direction, that would make far more sense. Um, than. Or, or if they're like, oh, this was the version point one, you know, one point oh of the body. Now here's two point oh, right? Um, because they're they're changing her backstory. Yeah. In in the trailer, it feels like she doesn't really know who she is. Right. She doesn't remember. She, she was maybe she's some sort of corporate project, you know. And I'm like, yeah, we'll find out. We'll ah. Find out. They westernized <laughs> if they westernized the script in that manner, you know, it, it ruins really the premise of what Ghost in the Shell is about, which is what really makes us human. Is it you know, is it our flesh and blood, or is it our brain? Or is it our soul? Is our brain our soul? And you know, and there's so much content. Uh, context and connotations to that um however all of the negative aside for this my concerns of story and and continuity the overall look and feel the visual of it looks really cool yeah although bato in in multiple scenes he has his cybernetic eyes he looks big and buff he looks just like Bato, you would expect him to look. And then there's a scene where he's uh, dry or he, well, uh, that's another thing. He's driving. Bato doesn't drive unless he's, you know, unless he's in his car. But anyway, uh, you know, but he has regular human eyes. And I'm like, is this supposed to be, you know, Maybe it's a flash. It could be a flashback or something. He was he was a ranger, and and that's why he has those cybernetic implants. Is because it was it was almost considered standard issue cybernetic eyes for rangers who were in the military. So he he has a military background, and to have that scene in the in the trailer with him with human eyes, I was like, what is this? Who is this person? (laughs) You know, so. There's so there's so many unanswered questions yeah. that I honestly think they're using like test footage in the trailers just to see the reaction of the people like myself who will go see the film and maybe experience a whole different, you know, system process right. or whatever it is. It'll be interesting, uh, but it looks well, beautiful. Like, it looks beautiful. The feel is right there with what it should be. Yeah. Of what it looks like. And like we always say, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and <laughs> we'll see. Wait and see. Uh, so some gaming news, uh, some interesting things. Uh, one of those being that E3 this year is going to be open to the public. Well, it's isn't it a little bit smaller this year as well? If, if so, by square footage, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, E3 is starting to get smaller and smaller each year, it feels like, because a lot of companies are starting to do, like, their own conventions. Um, Like, Sony started doing theirs, Microsoft had theirs, you know, of course, and then you have, like, Blizzard does their own uh, BlizzCon and and stuff like that. But, you know, it's always... 
What? But what? <laughs> go ahead. Go but ahead. wait, there's oh. more. Uh, oh, I was just going to say, but, you know, E3 has always been specifically just a press event. You had to be part of the press to go. Yeah. Last year, they allowed, I think they allowed, what, it was like 300 people that were not pressed to go or something like that. But this year, you could just go and you could just buy tickets. And I think, yeah, a, I think a ticket, true. I think a ticket is like 150 bucks or something like that. Okay, they, they see they didn't understand the um, importance of social media, right? And so, if you just let people in, they're gonna talk and and sell it for you. You don't need reporters. It's, it's, it's word of mouth. It really is. It's just, I sound like <laughs> I sound like Donald Trump. We don't need reporters. <laughs> we just but, need our own Breitbart news. That, there you go. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, that makes it's a very good point because a lot of people are going to be taking pictures, posting on their social media and, and all those things mm-hmm. be like, I just played this cool game or, hey, look, I'm at E3 and and people will be like, what? I want to play that game. And and word of mouth is a very powerful thing. So in in advertising and marketing and you want people to talk about your product. So so I thought that was really cool. Will I be going? No, because it's in California and far away and I don't have time or money to go. But I, it, it show, full, has a brighter future for me to go maybe because I've always wanted to go to E3. So maybe sometime I will be able to go. So Well, you know, we always talked about going to E3 as the closet geek. That's right. So... Well. We don't need to get press passes anymore. We That's can right. We can just, we can just yeah. save up some money and go. <laughs> uh, but also in gaming news, uh, and it just happened today, uh, okay. new Pokemon Go update. Uh, and I just, oh, I, just up, I just updated mine. Now, the update yeah, mine, is... Mine updated. And hmm. the, it's, the update is really cool because they added the Pokemon from the, the Johto region. Which is a whole new set of Pokemon. So all those people that caught them all, now you have a bunch of Pokemon that you haven't caught. <laughs> so you uh, you can go catch some more. Like I looked, I when I I pulled it up when I was uh, uh-huh. updated it, and already I saw three three new Pokemon from you know they didn't pop up, but I saw that their shadow figure that oh, yeah, you see, yeah. and I was like, There's, okay, somebody that's, has spotted them nearby. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. So. And and they tweaked like the image imagery of it, uh, you know, like when you're capturing your Pokemon now, uh, they don't they they changed how that looks, and I I like the way it, the new look of it, so you can have easier access to changing which Pokeball you use and and things like that. So that'll be really cool. cool. I mean, and Pokemon's go like it's not dead because they're still they still have like close like they still have close to 10 million people still playing the uh, game i know it's wild no, my my wife is still you know she's like got my seven day streak right yeah. I, I got like, my I seven like, day streak today I john, like, john plays I, a lot I, run, I run out of pokeballs there I you go play enough. i suck at throwing <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i know john and and his wife they they play uh still and and do the the daily tasks and stuff like that so uh-huh. it's still around it's still going and and Oh, Pokemon. But, uh. <laughs> that was loud. That was loud. But, uh. But with the update, I mean, that's exciting for people that are playing or maybe get turned that <laughs> down. What is it? What animal is it? What Pokemon is it? Did you get something new? No. It's a, tw- it's a, 
it's a question. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it a pidgey? It's a sparrow. A sparrow. Oh. Okay. It's anyway. the evolved form of Pidgey. No, it's I not. Got... and Pidgey are not the same Pokemon. Shame on you! Oh, what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I, anyway, I so moving on. Moving on. Uh, something else in our show notes is that Disney has officially said that 2019 is when we will get some Star Wars theme parks. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, when they finish all the construction on the actual theme park sections yeah, that, of the of the Disney uh, World, uh, Disneyland's. Yeah, so but so it's no longer Tomorrowland. It's that's right. Star it's Wars. It's going to be Star Land. Wars land. But uh so 2019, that's a good year to go to Disneyland. Go check out Star Wars land. You know? Mm -hmm. I think I will. There you go. Me too. <laughs> Start saving up. Make a family reunion right? of it. So, there you go, family reunion. At, oh, that's an expensive reunion. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so that's a that's that's pretty much up it for for news. Unless you guys have something else, uh, I don't really no. have anything else. No. And that Covered. so that's it for the weekly geek. And Rude. I don't think we have trivia tonight. I've got twenty trivia questions. Oh, it's time for geeky trivia. All right. All right. I'm ready. These are science fiction related questions. All right. Fun. All right. I am these so are pretty, doomed. These are pretty easy and they're just 20, so we're going to go through them really fast. Okay. Who provided the voice of Darth Vader? James Earl Jones. James Jones. Oh, that was a tie. What was Spock's father's name? Oh. Uh, 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 oh, goodness gracious. I should know this. Um, Papa Spock. No, <laughs> Ambassador. Uh, Starts with an S. Psylocke. Mabulocke. No. Savak. Serik. Serik. That's right. <laughs> I had the right. I had the right consonants. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Oh my gosh! I feel so dumb. Where did Luke meet Yoda? Dagobah. Dagobah. Nice tie. You guys good. Who is the voice of Yoda? A uh, Frank Oz. Uh, oh, dang it. Frank you guys. Oh. <laughs> Michael said the first name and Barry said the last name. What? We're working together. We're working uh, together. Uh, Teamwork. What does the TARDIS look like? A police box from the 1960s. Oh, police box is more accurate. <laughs> All right, Mike. All right. What book started with the line, It was a pleasure to burn? What book is about burning? Um, burning books. Pleasure to burn. Science. Science. No, it's a science. Fahrenheit 451. Oh, Fahrenheit 451. Okay. Yeah. That's enormous. Who is the enemy in Battlestar Galactica? The Cylons. Cylons. Michael. The term danger, Will Robinson, comes from? Lost in Space. Space. Yeah. Who wrote Ender's Game? Orson Scott Card. Yeah, Orson Scott Card. Very, very easy head. All right. Now, which national figure introduced himself to Nichelle Nichols 
who played Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek as her most ardent fan and encouraged her to stay on the show. She was going to quit. Gene Roddenberry. But this person encouraged her to stay on the show. Martin Luther King. Correct. Oh. Because of her groundbreaking... Yeah, the diversity in the show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who is the author of John Carter of Mars? Oh, jeez, I know this. And Tarzan. Uh, I feel so bad. Uh, um, wait. Three names. I know. Uh... Bum, 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 bum. There, I give you the syllables. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sir Orson Welles. Edgar. Edgar Al... Edgar... No. Edgar Rice. I don't know. I don't Edgar know. Rice Burroughs. Burroughs. Yeah. Burroughs. <laughs> All right. Um, the aliens. Uh, the Martian invasion of Earth was defeated by what? Bacteria. Um, yes. On War of the Worlds bacteria, Mike. Um, okay. Mike's ahead by one. No, it's a tie. Oh, wait. Wait. Yes, it is a tie. It's a. I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> I haven't been writing it down, but I think it's a tie. All right. All right. Uh, according to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, what is the Tal. most? In- what is the most intelligent life form on the planet? Oh, Earth? dolphins. It is mice. Oh, that's mice. right, mice. Dolphins are just. They just they were left just there because the they're smart. They're, they're so long, and thanks for all the yep, fish. Yep. All right. Um, um, excuse me. Directed by Joss Whedon. What science fiction movie was based on the TV show? Serenity. Sir. Correct. Oh, I was, I was going to say Buffy. The <laughs> I hadn't, I didn't finish, but he got it right. So, what is the name of the computer in the movie 2001? Hal. Hal. Correct. Tie game. All right. Which former Mr. Universe played the Arnold Hulk? Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. No. Nope. said Hulk. No, Hulk is not Arnold Dolph Lundgren. That's no, no, oh, 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 uh, all wrong. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> uh, no, it's um. Oh God, what is his name? Um, I can't think of it. <laughs> I see his face, but right. I can't think of his name. It's Lou uh, Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno, yes. Dang it! What is the name of George Jetson's dog? Uh, uh, Rosco- uh Roscoe. Ro- Rolf. Um, Ro- no. Sprocket. Um, no. Rot. It's like Rot. Rot. Starts with the R. Astro. Astro. Astro, correct. Astro, I had to it. think about it. Oh, Mike my gosh. ahead by one. Boo. Who played Obi-Wan Kenobi? Alan. <laughs> you were about to say Alan Rickman, weren't you? No. <laughs> Alec Guinness. Guinness, dang it. <laughs> okay. Ewan McGregor. And... Yes. Oh, yeah, Ewan McGregor. Both get one point, but, oh, very... okay. but Michael's still ahead by one. We have two questions left. Ooh. What is the car in Back to the Future? DeLorean. Uh, DeLorean, yeah. It is tied. Last question. The final question to break the tie. 
Now, in what book are we introduced to Thorin, son of Thrain, son of Thror? Hobbit. Hobbit. Ooh, it's a tie! Yeah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I'm like, which which Lord of the Rings one is that? I'm like, oh, it's yeah, the Hobbit. <laughs> well, good job, I man. Yeah. yeah, tie. That was a good one. That was fun. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for that. And thank hey, you, guys, good ones. for listening to The Closet Geek. You can find out all our information at theclosetgeek.net. And make sure you follow us and like our page on Facebook. That's where we're most active, where we're posting all sorts of good stuff throughout the week. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere you can find a podcast. And join us next time. We are the Four Horsemen of Geek, minus John, because he's not here. But he would also remind you to wave your geek flag proudly. You've been listening to a Closet Geek Studios production. For all information about Closet Geek Studios, visit theclosetgeek.net for all your geeky needs. Or follow us on Twitter and Facebook.